0: From the beautiful city of West Hollywood, we bring you Film Forward, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival. All right, howdy, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Film Forward. We've been exploring some of the amazing films that will screen at this year's Los Angeles Diversity Film Festival which will be held August 22nd through the 24th at the Let Live Theater in West Hollywood. Today's guests are filmmakers David Hutchinson and Marley Hutchinson. They made a beautiful and poetic documentary called The Gospel of Combat. My friends, Yeah, thank you for being here. Uh, tell us a little bit about The Gospel of Combat.
1: Uh, well, The Gospel of Combat is a short documentary. It's about 12 minutes long, and it's about a sensei of Aikido and Karate, mm-hmm. named Ben Kiaga, who lives in Nairobi. And the film follows him as he moves around the city, making a living from a handful of private classes that he teaches. And it sort of serves as a way for him to talk about what the martial art is at its core and why it's been meaningful in his life.
0: How did you meet Ben? You're American, right? Mm-hmm. Ben is from Kenya. How did you guys create this uh, this pairing yeah. uh, and decide to make this film?
1: Well, um, so back in 2016, I graduated from university, and I had been able to do some video promotion work for a nonprofit based in Nairobi mm. while I was in school. And when I graduated, I decided that I wanted to go back and, and do some more work for them. And... I lived there for about six months, and during that time, Ben Kiago was actually my next door neighbor. Um, One of the kids that I was filming for the school where I worked found out that I was interested in martial arts, and he said, There's this guy you gotta meet. Um, You'll like connect over over martial arts. So, my background is mixed martial arts, Mm -hmm. um, and Ben does karate, aikido, and He was, like, really excited to train. And so we we trained for about a month before I, like, told him about filmmaking and wanting to, like, make a documentary. And his first thought was, like, oh, you should do one about me. (laughs) And I said, I'm going to hold you to that. He was (laughs) was on to something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. And then right about that time, actually, Marley joined. Um, I had been there for about three months. Mm -hmm. And then Marley came out for the second three months. And kind of
2: yeah, I got uh, there right. Um, they had you done a couple shoots, but we we're just starting to get into the interviews when I got there. Yeah, it was a, it was a lovely experience.
0: Did you and did you guys meet there, or you guys met here and you came out to help on the film after?
2: Uh, we were already dating when he went, moved to Kenya, and I had you know it was kind of like gauging, seeing where things were going. Was interested in going to Kenya as well, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, after he had been there about three months, I went, and we did three months there together. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a really, it was really cool to not just be in a new place together, but also to get to collaborate on a project together like that. Yeah.
0: Collaborating on a project is a quick way to see if you're meant for each other. And it seems like you guys were. Yeah. Just, we made it through. <laughs> yeah. Well, you made it through and you made yeah. something great.
2: I think it was the Kenyan transit system that was the real test of our <laughs> relational skills.
0: Yeah. That's the other thing. Traveling together is another great yeah. test. In the film, Ben discusses uh, you know the ideas and philosophies of Aikido, and I think one of the great things that you guys do with the with the piece is use those philosophies and juxtapose them with what's going the political climate that's that's happening in Kenya, which you what you cover in the documentary. Ben talks about you know diverting punches and diverting attacks, and you kind of move through them and roll through them, and you know, you use editing to show that with the political strife that's happening there. Was putting the political elements always a part of the plan with the documentary, or did that just kind of happen organically because it was in front of you and you found it found a nice way to connect it?
1: Yeah. It it wasn't part of the plan originally. Mm-hmm. We wanted to film make a film about martial arts because that was our point of connection. Yeah. As an American I don't have access to the Kenyan cultural context. I was like there for a very short period of time. Um, And so like I wanted to make a film about what I knew, which Mm -hmm. was martial arts. Um, But the states had just come off of the 2016 presidential elections, which were like probably the most bitter that I had experienced um, up until that point. And immediately after that, Kenya had theirs in 2017. And the whole time that we were there, there was kind of this pervasive atmosphere of, like, anxiety because mm-hmm. n- nobody was sure, like, what was going to happen. Um, there had been, like, a history of, like, pretty intense violence in 2007. Um, the, Ke- the Kenyan elections run on a five-year cycle. So um, in 2007, it, it got pretty bad. And um, it, it did break out, Um in 2017, but it wasn't as significant as that. But because of that, Ben, you know, like, lost some business. People didn't feel safe traveling around the city. And uh, it was affecting, like, his ability to, to just make a living off of his art. Mm-hmm. And so since that was happening, I ended up, um, I, I was in the States editing at the time, but I ended up sending a friend of mine to do, like, proxy interviews for me. And some of those interviews end up in the final film, um, just because I, I was wondering, like, how Ben was handling it. And it seemed like the art that, you know, we, we'd we been talking about was kind of guiding his response to that situation. And I thought that that was really cool and wanted to put it into the film.
0: Yeah, his art really kind of informs his his worldview uh, in a way, which makes sense. But the way that you guys capture it is is really beautiful.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah.
0: We're talking about the Gospel of Combat, and we are going to talk some more about the Gospel of Combat right after this break. The sixth annual Los Angeles Diversity Film
1: Festival has seven amazing blocks to offer over three days. Not sure which one you want to come to the most? No problem. Our VIP badge gets you into all the shows for one low price. Individual tickets and VIP badges are available at LADFF.com.
0: Hope to see you there. All right, welcome back to Film Forward. We're talking with David and Marley Hutchinson. They are the creators of the film The Gospel of Combat. So, you guys recently just got married. We did. Congratulations. Talk to us about, because Sonia and I are in a relationship as well, and we work together quite frequently. Talk to us about, from your guys' perspective, what it's like to work and create something with your significant other.
2: Oh, man. Um, This particular project was one of the first things we got to work on together. And I didn't go over to Kenya being like, oh, I really would like to work on David's film with him. I went over because I wanted to be in East Africa. Again, I had spent some time in Tanzania and South Sudan. Um, and I just wanted to have that time with him. And then, um, one of the joys of dating him is just like falling into these projects. <laughs> um, so I kind of just tagged along at first to have the time and to get to know Ben because Ben seemed like such an interesting person and I had done Taekwondo for, um, a good period of middle school and high school and then just kind of learning what it meant to try to put a documentary together and to hear David's heart for the film and what Ben was thinking and begin to try to think about how to be helpful in that process instead of just being a body taking up space. and I really, I really enjoyed it. I think my most, like, active and aggressive role as producer was keeping the animals silent around <laughs> interviews. Um,
1: and it just really, a really puppy.
2: complicated oh, my set goodness. dynamics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's actually a scene where he said a, just a perfect line, and if you listen really closely, there's, like, a puppy whining in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the moment where Marley stepped in and was like, I will. I will keep this dog entertained. <laughs> yeah, I think it
2: was. It was perfect though, um, because I don't know if I hadn't been able to participate in his world like that, um, it, it was just a good way to kind of get drawn into things and see the potential there and become really invested. Because the process of making a documentary, it's it's been several years and it's been so much effort, and um, I don't know if I would have been able to like come alongside of him in the same way if I didn't have that same personal investment. That's so selfish, but it's just the reality of, um, I think, being able to be there, be present in it has made it so much easier in the post-production part of things to, like, be really invested in what the film could do and what it says.
1: Yeah, I think it's also, like, the the documentary process kind of helped us prepare to collaborate in other ways. Like, mm-hmm. Marley's um, main work is... Animation for children's television shows. Oh, and amazing. So, like, she's just really great at that. And it looks like we might have the opportunity to collaborate on some stuff in the future. And, like, I think working together on the documentary and watching, like, revision cut after revision cut together and working through, like, the story and, and what we think about, like, the message that we want to convey with the film. Um, has given us like really good practice to direct towards collaborating in her medium as well, which I'm really excited for.
0: That's amazing. It's not easy to find that creative partner that you can just lock in with and move forward and be like excited to work on a bunch of projects in the future with. So when you find it, hang on to it. And it also helps that now you guys have yeah we made it. A lo- lo- it's also. a legally binding contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're invested. Uh, so you guys are in for the long haul. Congrats. Thank, Thank you. you. Going back to something you said, Marley, what draws you guys to, or David specifically, what draws you to documentary filmmaking as opposed to, say, narrative filmmaking?
1: I think um, it's like a great excuse to get to know people mm-hmm. around you. Um, like, I, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like, and I think you can use any creative medium as an outlet to explore the world right um but documentary gives you a unique opportunity to do that because instead of you know like making a film from your imagination exclusively you are making a film from you know what's around you and trying to find a story and perceive the story within what might be like something that's taken several years to develop in a person's life Mm -hmm. and tell that in a compelling, accessible way in like 15 minutes, it's, it's an intoxicating challenge. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I still don't know how to do it yet. (laughs) Um, I feel like this project is a step towards that. Uh, but like I, I see people who are just amazing at working in that medium. And and when I watch their work, I'm like, yes, like I want to, I want to like, keep doing that so keep working towards that
0: it's amazing i mean it's really is having worked on both it really is completely different from narrative filmmaking in a lot of ways but they're equally challenging and they're they equally can inform you about the world as you were saying
1: yeah i think one cool thing about documentary is that like the rules aren't as firmly written. Yes. Like, audiences sort of expect a particular cinematic language when they're watching a narrative film, and, and they don't necessarily have that same expectation of a documentary. you absolutely so right. You could say, like, oh, this documentary has more of a cinematic look, or this documentary has more of, like, a newsy look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got, like, I think the film is called 307 Hollywood, and you're like, I don't even know what, how to describe this, but it's amazing. Um, <laughs> right. And, yeah, like, I, I, I think that is terrifying, but it's also really exciting because when you see it done well in a way that you didn't expect, suddenly you're thinking, oh, wait, how can I apply this? How can I, like, modify and figure out how to, to work these techniques that I'm learning about into the story that I'm working on now, you know? Absolutely. Switching gears back
0: to your film now. Uh, do you guys still keep in contact with Ben? And has Ben seen the flick?
1: Ben has seen. Has, he has seen the flick. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Shout out to Ben. Uh, I'm totally gonna send this podcast to him. Awesome. Uh, What's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. <laughs>
0: I'm a fan of you. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think that like we we don't talk as much as I would like to um, mm-hmm. because. Just like the the geographical distance, like we FaceTime periodically and message back and forth. But we try to keep him updated, like where things are at. And we both wanna like make sure that this film gets seen by as many people as possible in his neighborhood mm-hmm. because um We would love to, like, turn it into a tool to to get more people to patronize his business. Absolutely. Um, If this turns into, like, more clients for Ben, that's a huge win. So, yeah, I am looking forward to to seeing where that goes.
0: Well, if I ever end up in Kenya for a little bit, I will be hitting him up. That would be fantastic, yeah. (laughs) When did you guys film this?
1: We filmed from January through uh, April of 2017.
0: So being a couple years removed from the project now, what any fond memories that that stick in you think back and be like, ah,
1: yeah. Um there are two actually. Uh the first was when the, the tides shifted. Um there was sort of this like ongoing um tension between Ben and I where uh I'm I'm gonna throw you under the bus a little bit, Ben, if you're <laughs> listening. Um like Ben volunteered for the project. In fact, he kind of initiated it. He was Mm -hmm. like, you should make your documentary about me. And I said, okay. And um, I think there had been some miscommunication up front about how many shoots that would involve. (laughs) Um, So, like, every time we did a shoot, Ben would be like, that's the last one, right? And I'm like, "Uh, no, there will be several more. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think, like, we were about 16 shoots in. Right. And... There was like a turning point where Ben we, we were watching some footage afterwards and and Ben said um, I'd like to do that one again and, and from then on he was kind of driving the shoots yeah we ended up doing like thirty over the course of the film and and not all of that footage makes it through but I think that moment where like the the initiative switched yeah. and Ben like was like yes I'm I'm in on this that was that was one of my favorite moments I was like yes and then the second one was. Um, The day that we wrapped, we had like a little unofficial cast party because the cast was basically just Ben. (laughs) uh, So Marley and I invited him and his two children over for dinner. And um, we made tortilla soup with chapati instead Mm. of tortillas, which was delicious. Um, And the power went out. And so like we were using candles to, to light the dinner. And um, Marley. And glow
2: sticks. I, I had a pack of glow sticks for the kids. Yeah.
1: And uh, and bubbles. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we were blowing bubbles inside and, the like, the candles were lighting up the bubbles and we were having soup. And it was just, like, this magical happy moment. It
2: was also, like, 102 degrees in the room from all the candles.
1: <laughs> it was very hot. Yeah. It, it was also just, like, hot was, to begin with. It was with. lovely. Yeah. But. Yeah that was a that was a really fun night
0: a nice way to end the project with family dinner yes Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I think every project should end that way absolutely yeah
0: with your new family your film family
1: we'll be right back with
0: our new film family David and Marley they're gonna give us three if you like the music in our show all songs are performed by the band Dub 8 check out their new EP Ayudame available on iTunes and Spotify All right, welcome back to Film Forward. We are talking with David and Marley Hutchinson, creators of the film "The Gospel of Combat." They are about to give us three recommendations films that may have flown under your radar. All right, my friends, let's get your first one.
2: Um, we were just giggling over. It's not. It's practically mainstream now, but Taika Waititi's film "Boy" mm-hmm. um is. An all-time favorite in the three. I watched it three times in one week, the first <laughs> week that I found it. Yeah. Solid contender.
1: I, I watched it two of those times. I wasn't aware of the third. <laughs> but,
2: uh, no, you watched it the third and fourth time I, I it, saw it. What?
1: <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's really good. Taika Waititi, if you are listening, I love you. Boom. <laughs> uh, I hope he's listening because that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love Taika Waititi? Yeah. Um, Film number two, uh, "In the Mood for Love" by Wong Kar Wai. It's an amazing film.
0: It's on my list. I
1: have not seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to watch it, dude! Okay. It's it's like it's hypnotic. I, I I wasn't even sure what I was feeling afterwards.
2: I was feeling horny. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think I think uh, that's what you're supposed to feel.
1: Yeah, I, th- there's like so much like sense of like unresolve mm-hmm. when you're done. You're just like no. <laughs> I need this. I need this to happen. Yeah. Film number three, Rashomon by Akira Kurosawa. That's also. Absolute classic. Mainstream. Um, it, but it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I, I will
0: allow it. In the, <laughs> anytime you bring up Kurosawa, I'll allow it.
1: I appreciate the free pass. Um, I actually have three short documentaries too. Please.
0: Yeah. Let's bring them in. Yeah.
1: Uh, everybody go watch Baby Brother by Kamal Bilal. Um, it screened on OpDocs for the New York Times. And it's like, I think the best short documentary I've ever seen. Baby Brother? Baby Brother. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Crisanto Street is also excellent. That one's on The Guardian. I think it's directed by Paloma Martinez. Um, And then the third one is The Rabbit Hunt um, by Vet Lucas and Patrick Bresnan. That's Amazing.
0: Do you know if that's available anywhere to view? Yeah, I
1: think you can watch them all on Vimeo. Okay, perfect. If you just if you just look for those. But yeah, those are huge influences for me and those are the people that I'm talking about, like, oh man, if I could do it like them, that would be amazing. (laughs) Well, you
0: pulled it off pretty damn well, my friend. Oh, thanks. And I got one short doc to recommend to everybody, and that's The Gospel of Combat, and you can check it out at LADFF this year, Saturday, August 24th at 3 p.m. It'll be at the Let Live Theater, seven great documentaries. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having us. It was a blast.
0: Our recording engineer and mixer is Anselm Kennedy. The podcast is produced by Anselm, Sonia Maru, and yours truly. Thanks for joining us on Film Forward, and you'll hear us next time.